Hey everyone, hope you had a happy Halloween. I know we did. Best Halloween ever. Yeah. Right? <laughs> he says from uh, a DeLorean. Yeah, I assume it's going to be. Sure. Uh, so, one question this week before we roll into things. From Dodie? Dottie? Not quite sure. In Arizona? Dodie! Dodie. What's your favorite horror movie slash series that you watched in October? It could be new or old, just as long as it was your first time watch. Zena, let's start with you. Oh, Dodie, thank you so much for that wonderful question. Um, for me, I, I do have like a, a couple of movies which I spoke about. So I think I watched Smile in October. Mm. And I really like that one. Um, and Run, Sweetheart, Run. Everything. Mm. And then, of course, mm. Sissy. Hmm. Oh god! Oh god! I did watch a lot of movies this yeah, month, didn't I? You sure no, did. <laughs> I kind of forgot that I even watched that this month. It's been a month. It's been a month. How about you, Megan? Um. Yeah, it has been a month. Good grief. Um. Yeah. I think the thing that stands out the most for me, uh, and maybe just because it's recent, but the episode of Cabinet of Curiosities on Netflix. Mm. Um, it's the Panos Cosmatos episode, the viewing. Like what yeah, you talked about it last week. Face melter. I am still obsessed with it. So I think that's gonna be my pick. Awesome. Which at the time people are listening to this, go watch it. Yeah, it's out now. I'm oh man, that's actually way harder than I thought because I think well I think I saw Barbarian in September. Yeah. Uh yeah, I really liked Smile. I really liked Fresh. Um, I'm honest. I'm going to go with the one that I've watched the most in October. And that would be Deadstream, nice. which I've seen three times. Nice. It it just hits me in the right spot. Mostly because, as I've talked about before, like my children are of the age where YouTube is a fascination. And I get more than I would ever want in terms of being inundated with YouTube personalities, the especially the over-the-top uh, families who live in mansions mm-hmm. and do these insane, like, like tens of thousands of dollars worth of gimmicks or gigs or pranks or whatever, and then my daughter looks at me like, "Can we do that?" <laughs> no. Yes, honey. N- oh, yeah. <laughs> get it? Get a job? I guess. <laughs> There might be labor laws in place for that. I believe there are. <laughs> ah, those 20s, they really ruined everything. Huh? Gosh darn it. And I, it, it's it's the self-aware aspect, I think at least to the filmmaker, of just really mocking the lack of self-awareness of a YouTube personality who is doing things just for attention mm-hmm. and will do things just for attention and that their life has to exist on video or it doesn't exist at all sort of thing and it's got some good scares and it's got good humor it's the the main actor is very henry zabrowski like who i really enjoy and which i'm gonna i will sign the petition to have there be a sequel to this where henry zabrowski pay, plays his brother so we can get another one of these i would be very happy about that actually um but yeah i think that one and despite what i've recently been told about there being issues online with a certain line in the movie I, I didn't, I'm not on Twitter. I didn't know that there was a problem. And in this movie, I assume anything that's said offensive, at least my feeling is, because he's an offensive person. Yeah, you're, that yeah. He, 
he was kicked off of YouTube or whatever it was he called. Was or demonetized, demonetized, yeah. Once because he's total lack of self-awareness he's, in the first place. He's, he's, he's a little bit scummy there. Yeah. Not, maybe, yeah. not even and, a little bit, but a lot. And <laughs> Yeah. And it ends appropriately for his character. But that's so like, I really enjoy it. I feel like that's how you get the laughs because you're uh-huh. reveling in this like paranormal karma. It's not funny if it's like this genuinely kind person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. It's got to be just this person who they're just a shill for money and attention and views and everything else. And, you know, unlike another movie that. I don't think we're going to talk about that recently came out where you see like the chat thread on the side of the video. Like I find myself, I do kind of have an issue with that existing in movies because I find myself so distracted Mm -hmm. trying to read that. It's kind of like watching unfriended and trying to track everything that's going on between conversations and chat windows and, and, and everything else. I find it a distraction, but it's also very realistic. Some of the comments, which are just, they're just terrible. It's just people saying the most, terrible cruel things where it's like yeah no that's about right i think they uh that's pretty accurate so, it's yeah, definitely it a it's definitely a fun movie um since yeah. we're talking about it it's definitely mm-hmm. a fun movie i'm not gonna lie with a particular line it did kind of make me oh why you know you could have said something else anything else yeah. however um i got the point of it because of the type of character that he is and then from then on there, like, I was just rooting for him all things horrible. Right? So, yeah. Which yeah, exactly. we were able to see. Totally yeah, understand. Yeah, it, it's, it, it's, it's catharsis for the watcher, for the viewer. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, wow, wow, why'd you say that? And then it's like, all right, <laughs> comeuppance works, too. Um, yeah, so that was fun. And speaking of fun, <laughs> welcome to the Bloody System Podcast, everyone, the podcast where we discuss all the disgusting things we love in the horror world. And to help us discuss the disgusting, you know her as a lead movie critic for Bloody Disgusting, or a movie fanatic and journalist, Megan Navarro. Hey, Megan. Hi. And you know her from a YouTube channel and website, Real Queen of Horror, and her infinite love for the genre, Zena Dixon. Hey, Zena. Hello. Happy Halloween. Late Halloween. Oh. Hope you me. had a happy Halloween. <laughs> it's still Halloween in our hearts. True. Oh, it's always Halloween. Which is why I'm always tired. <laughs> if you're listening to this on a Wednesday when the episode drops, we hope your week's been filled with all the best kinds of horror. And if not, we're going to do a quick round the table for the movies, books, games, or anything else in horror that are making the three of us smile right now. Maybe the things that will make you smile too. So, Zena, what's been filling your heart this week? Uh, so, I rewatched Look Away from 2018 on Pluto TV. I watched it the first time back in 2020, so it's been a while. And I think I spoke about this one on the podcast before. Um, Maria, an, an alienated alienated high school student, has her life turned upside down when she switches places with her sinister Mara image. I feel like this movie is so cool, and I, I wish that more people would watch it. It's also available like on Vudu and Tubi. So basically, um, there's this girl. She's super shy. She's just kind of like... Her life is kind of sad. She's really rich. She lives in a beautiful house. Her father is a plastic surgeon, and he's obsessed with looks, perfect looks. And he's always just downplaying her looks and always pointing out something isn't right and how this and that. And her mother, like, she's struggling with depression, so it's like she doesn't really say anything, and then it's like she acts like it doesn't exist. 
And then what sucks about it, she goes to school, you know, trying to get an escape and her supposed best friend is in secret competition with her for some reason. Once again, trying to always put her down. And then she's also getting bullied by this boy at school because clearly he it's like he's like acting like he's five. He clearly has a crush on her, but he tries to embarrass her like it it just gets ridiculous and no one really does anything about it. So everywhere she turns, it's just kind of, you know, terrible. Anyway, um, one day she notices, um, obviously, you always see your reflection in the mirror, but she notices something very strange about her reflection. And so throughout the movie, there is um, these... I don't want to say messages, but it's, I guess we'll just go with that. But it is like a very strong message that deals with like looks and vanity. And it's just a very awesome movie, um, in my opinion. (laughs) It's an awesome (laughs) movie. It just kind of makes me happy. I love the, Mm -hmm. that it has like a slow, dark tone to it. And um, you already know that some crazy stuff is going to happen, which if you read this, obviously she switches places with the, person or thing in the mirror and yeah that that thing does not um she she's no maria so she she just makes some stuff happen and yeah and again her dad sucks so it's a (laughs) it's a good movie if you ever want to check it out great cast too Nice. Then um, the next thing I checked out, I watched Retribution from 1987 on Amazon. And this was a first time watch for me. I've been trying to be better and watch some new stuff because you guys know how it is. Like this whole month, yes. well, October was, wow. You Peak know, so busy season. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I just needed like kind of like a break. And I decided to watch something that's been on my list for a while because I always see the poster and DVD around. And I was going to buy like a um, Blu-ray copy of it just because mm-hmm. I like the the cover, um, but they were sold out. So anyway, it's on Amazon. So I decided to to watch it. It's also on Voodoo and Tubi. A manic depressive artist survives a suicidal fall only to be possessed by a murdered gangster who uses the artist to seek vengeance to the on those that ended his life. This is such a fun 80s movie. There's a lot of blood. There's glowing eyeballs. Um, (laughs) There are memorable kills. And on top of that, there is this really cute dog named Holly who's wearing a blonde wig and a beret. And she's very sophisticated. And I love her. So, yeah, you even if you don't want want to see this movie, watch it for Holly. She's a good time. So but no, seriously, though, I really love this movie. Um. It's a really creepy tone to it. Just, a, you know, this guy, he's not doing his best. He does try to commit suicide. It fails. Then he goes into recovery. He's recovering. Everything seems fine. Like, literally, because, you know, there's like, oh, everything seems fine, but it's not. No, even as the viewer, <sighs> you're looking at it like, oh, yeah, he seems like he's doing great. Until he goes back home and then he starts having these nightmares that are a little bit too real, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's a very creepy tone to it. And if you love 80s fun, you should check this one out. For Holly. And a tip to all filmmakers. Yeah. A tip to all filmmakers, too. If uh, <laughs> if you put glowing eyeballs in the movie, Zena's going to watch it it's and probably true. love it. I do love glowing eyeballs. So. <laughs> Who doesn't? <laughs> John. You don't love glowing eyeballs. <laughs> I'm fine with glowing eyeballs. I don't necessarily, I'm not necessarily drawn to a movie just because there are glowing eyeballs. <laughs> I don't give it a pass for glowing eyeballs. I, I want to see that included now in the MPAA ratings. Glowing, glowing rated eyeballs. Rated R for intense glowing eyeballs. 
They should do that. <laughs> Zena demands it. Sure. As I talked about uh, on the last episode, I'm going to talk about VHS 99. Yay! 2022, available on Shutter. Witness a hellish vision of 1999. As social isolation, analog technology, and disturbing home videos fuse into a nightmare of found footage savagery. Not really the usual IMDb synopsis, but hey, it's fine. I, short version, loved it. <laughs> I, I actually didn't dislike any of the segments. Nice. Um, there were, there were parts not to like. Okay. For sure. Uh, a lot of it just being, you know, there's just pretty much anyone, <laughs> any of them that really involved teenagers, <laughs> which I suppose is pr- almost all of them. Uh, they're pretty abrasive, you know, especially <laughs> the first one shredding, mm-hmm. like they're pretty rough. But for me, I really love that because I absolutely believe that this group of friends existed. Because especially in 1999, this is right after CKY came out and like Bam Margera started coming out and just before CKY2K. So the, the, the prototype to Jackass had just come out on VHS. So the idea that these punk band friends, skateboarders would be following themselves around like that summer videotaping themselves makes absolute sense to me. Like I totally believe it with every inch of my being mm-hmm. that this friends exists and they don't really like each other, but they kind of do in a weird way. And the effects in it, especially at the end of the clip, I love the makeup effects in, in this VHS in particular made me really, really happy. Not just this segment, but all the segments. I noticed that it seemed a lot more practical. It felt like to me, mm than other VHSs. Not to say that there wasn't practical in other VHSs, mm-hmm. but it didn't, I would have to rewatch it again. I, I've watched it like one and a half times. I didn't get a chance to finish watching it a second time, which is why I did stream one. But I, I didn't really notice a ton with the exception of like some of the camera work, obviously, uh, within Ozzy's dungeon in that segment, there was some, but it was, a, it leaned really heavy on practical. And I really appreciate that, especially in the already grainy nature of the film, mm-hmm. I feel like CGI would have been really hard to pull off mm-hmm. and not look disjointed. Like, how do you make CGI and make it grainy and shaky and make me think, like, believe what I'm watching or believe, you know, like, not have like an Uncanny Valley type reaction. Right. Um, suicide Bed, the, the creature effects in Suicide Bed. That's my favorite one. I don't know what it is. I don't want to spoil it for like anyone else. I love that creature effect. One of the, the, I think it was, it's one of the producers. It's either Josh Goldblum or Brad Miska. And I cannot remember which, cause it was a long time ago, but they had posted on Twitter, um, photos of the spider. Like they had spider oh. auditions oh, for no. this segment. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I'll have to That's like crazy. ask if they can share more photos, but yeah, they they lit the, a lot of those spiders were real, or at least some of them are actual practical. They they are practical. They're living spiders. No spiders were harmed in the making. That's so that was cool. the one part where I was like, oh, those could be CGI, but it didn't matter to me because they're spiders. Yeah, like... there there probably is some. I mean, you know, for sure. the safety of these 
these little eight-legged friendlies. Um, <laughs> yeah, there's probably, like, there's definitely fake ones involved and maybe some of them are CG, but there are actual live ones and they had an audition to figure out which one would be best for this segment. That's oh. so awesome. And then, like, Ozzy's Dungeon, like, the throwback to the Double Dare type era. And, but boy, does it get dark. <laughs> like, I did not see that coming at all. Like, the twist, like, that one, that one felt like something to me. Watching that was like, oh, we're watching something brutal right now. And then at the end, is like, what the F? What the <laughs> I don't F? even know what's happening. <laughs> Beginning to end, that segment was just like, I don't even know what's happening. This is crazy. And then Gawkers, I had a harder time with just the, you know, the voyeur aspect, whatever. But the, the concept works. And it kind of helps because for those who haven't seen it, there is no, there technically is no wraparound within this, uh, except there are some interstitials between the first four stories with this kid playing with army men, like doing stop motion. Mm-hmm. And he is a character within the fourth story. So in my head, somehow everyone was just videotaping over the same tape uh, within this context. And then to hell and back, I loved it had a very as above, so below type vibe yeah. with the, the atmosphere, but it was also just super funny. And I appreciated that. So and Mabel, love Mabel. Oh, yeah. Mabel's great. Yeah. And maybe she'll be back. You never know. You can see me that way. Hmm. Uh, no, it was great. This is, I love what the VHS franchise is becoming. I feel like I need to ask, like, ask these filmmakers because it's uh same actress. Melanie Stone played Mildred in Deadstream than mabel in their mm-hmm. segment for vhs she did didn't she yeah yeah i was like oh that's why She's she so looks cute. so familiar yeah, yeah. <laughs> she with those eyes are so like expressively large like just kind of very impish <laughs> yeah. yeah what is what is she also known as what is it the skull biter or something uh, oh yeah skull, what was it was <laughs> mabel the it might have been skull biter or something yeah something like that no, I, I love what's happening. They, and they already announced the next one. Is it VHS 84? Or they announced the next one already. 85. They did. 85. They announced the next one before this one released. And the filmmakers that are jumping on board with this is so awesome that it's just kind of turned into a, yeah, let's make just a crazy ass short for this anthology series. Like, I love it. It's so cool. Like, who knew that it would kind of have this resurgence after viral? So, yeah, made me happy. Yay. Oh, Happy John. Is that scary? Yeah, I like Happy John. <laughs> and then I watched, well, not then. I watched VHS 99 a couple weeks ago. I just didn't talk about it. I want to talk about 2016's The Triangle on Tubi. Not to be confused with all the other movies called Triangle or The Triangle. There are a lot. This is specifically 2016, and this is a phone footage movie. Okay. If you've never heard of it, you're not alone. I had never heard of it either, and it's very hard to randomly find, even searching for it on streaming platforms. Okay. I found it on Tubi. Four filmmakers take their cameras into the Montana wilderness to document the mysterious inner workings of a young community with a giant secret. <laughs> So the the thing that captivated me the most about this 
is that I 100% agree that this community exists. And I know it's fictitious and everything else, but it's kind of like this festival burning man type crowd that gets drawn together to live kind of in this commune type environment out in the wilderness of Montana, like kind of out in the, the just kind of more barren areas of Montana. And there's a reason, but you don't find out till later. And I'm not going to spoil why they're out there or anything else. But the concept is that an old friend that they hadn't seen for like three years sends them a postcard, basically saying, bring your camera, check this out, whatever. And they come out there and some of the people don't really want them there. Some of the people do want them there because they think what's going on needs to be documented. Mm -hmm. But you really don't get into any of that until like the third act. It's really just kind of this weird like tension and what's going on with these people. And it's a little bit weird, but there's something about this that feels so authentic to me that I believe that a lot of probably entitled, let's face it, just white people would go into the desert to be like, no, like this is the truth out here. Like this is how we're going to live. We're going to, we're going to tend to a flock of goats and sell peyote buttons that we find in the desert and, and just like live free and like together and be wary of outsiders, whatever. And without knowing what the third act twist is. And I was just, with phone footage, one of the the harder things to deal with most of the time is because a lot of it is indie, a lot of it's lower budget, a lot of it, which is acting, you know, the characters, the believability of the characters and everything else. I totally believe all these people exist. Like, I don't know if people were just like, if the director said, hey, just act like this and like, we got this. Or he was at some festival like Burning Man. He was like, hey, you want to be in a movie? <laughs> and they're like, yeah, sure. And then they just filmed it. It's really hard to describe. It's not necessarily like a beginning to end great movie. It's more like one of those gems you kind of find that has like a certain authenticity to it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, okay. Like this just, it, it felt watchable. It felt more docu or like more docudrama style it felt a little bit more savage land like mungo it's not edited like those it's not it's still phone footage with guys and a camera following around what's going on but yeah there's just something about it. it's like i believed that the people were abrasive and didn't want them there and were secretive and thought that they knew the truth about the way things needed to be and etc so i recommend it if you like phone footage if you've never heard of it before, I recommend if, trying to find the triangle from 2016 on Tubi. What's their giant secret? No. <laughs> <laughs> what is what? No. I need you. I mean, I'm very enticed when you said giant secret. Whenever someone well, has a secret, I need to know. Yeah. Well, all I'll say is they're there for a reason. But I won't say what that reason is. Ooh. Yeah. So now I'll go watch it on Tubi. <laughs> How about you, Megan? Uh, it's Halloween. Was busy. Yeah. So I didn't really have a whole lot of time to squeeze in uh, a lot of new watches. I've been watching a lot of TV. Um, I don't know if either of you watched season one of Chucky. Not yet. Mm-mm. Not yet. Okay. Well, uh, season two is currently going. Uh, we just hit episode 
four, episode five should be tonight when the episode drops. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so to not get into spoilers, it's basically season two is um, Chucky seeking revenge on people he holds responsible for some things. Uh, and it's kind of you know picking back up with their plots uh we still don't know what his revenge plans are but i will say that um if you liked how out there season one went it's just even somehow more off the rails in season two like completely (laughs) completely unhinged and it's infectious um because it's clear how much fun everybody's having um, you know, like the more recent episode, again, I will not go into huge plot spoilers, but it had a bound reunion because if you recall, um, in Seed of Chucky, Jennifer Tilly got possessed by Tiffany. So it's mm-hmm. Jennifer Tilly still acting to the outward public as Jennifer Tilly, but inside she's Tiffany. So it's like this weird meta thing. And so she had an impromptu surprise house guest slash party in this recent episode that included her bound co-stars gina gershon and uh joe pantaleone and her sister meg uh meg tilly who's also an actress um so it's like this weird meta party that just went completely off the rails um which i won't again i don't want to i don't want to get into spoilers but it's just so bonkers that this is what's happening like somebody was like go nuts don don mancini and he did like (laughs) hulk chucky like there's so many dolls of of chucky and one of them it was like pumping iron on steroids um there's like clockwork orange chucky like it's it's insanity it's complete absolute insanity which maybe could lose people um I'm personally having a grand old time with it. Uh, Bravo to whoever gave Mancini the keys to this and let him go nuts. I mean, it's just, they're just doing whatever and it's wild. Um, And I just appreciate the audacity of it. Um, And then (laughs) another show that just started and is airing weekly, uh, this one on Shudder, it's the Bully Brothers Dragula Titans. So Titans is essentially it's their all-star season, um, having returning monsters from uh previous seasons to compete for a thousand a hundred thousand dollar grand prize and the title of Dragula's first Titan. Um I've talked about I think I talked about the last season before on the show. I know Xena mm-hmm. watched it and was also a massive fan. I am just so addicted. It's essentially it's a drag competition, but it's horror themed. And so a lot of the the competitions, like they have to do a a drag performance. Um that's like the bulk of every episode. But they also have these other challenges that are really demented. Like the the premiere for this season had they had to bob for apples. But it's not just bobbing for apples. It's a big bucket of blood and entrails and then apples. So they have to wade through it with their mouths to pluck out the apples from this. And they have to mm. compete. Um, you know, I remember last season, like, in order to get a leg up in a challenge, they had to drink a glass of blood and eat a whole bulb of garlic. Uh, whoever no. <laughs> whoever did that first got a leg up in in that week's, you know, competition. So it's like, you know, and they do all sorts. They've done shock therapy. Like, they all have each other and they're shocking each other they've had like haunted houses that they go through i mean Mm -hmm. it's a very very horror themed drag competition um and because these are some queens with a whole lot of drama there's that that's i just 
my girl Coco Kane is back. I'm rooting for her every time she has yes. a confessional. It is just, I live for it. So if you want uh, a kind of interesting reality competition series uh, and you like horror, I recommend giving it a shot on Shudder. It's so much fun. And I forgot to mention, uh, I did watch Barbarian with my wife. <gasps> I said last episode that we would watch, and I did watch. It's very different watching it the second time. Oh, is it? Uh, I still really liked it. Okay. But it's kind of fun watching it with someone who hasn't seen uh, it. <laughs> and? And then not giving anything away, because there were definitely parts where my wife's like, this is going to happen now, right? And, she, and I'm like, I'm not telling you. <laughs> like, just like, no, you don't get any. I was sitting in a dark movie theater by myself. I did not have answers. You don't get answers. You did it. Uh, she really loved it. Her comment at the end was, this was made by someone who understands horror. And not only understands horror, but isn't going to give you what you think. And it, it, which I didn't really think of it that way. I'm like, that's absolutely right. They com completely rewrote the formula. Any formula that you think exists is gone. It's completely different. Uh, so, yes, highly recommend. If you have not seen Barbarian, watch it. If you have seen Barbarian, but someone that you live with or know hasn't seen it, watch it with them and then watch their reaction. It's yeah. the best. Okay, so what did we watch and how do we watch it? So I watched Look Away on Pluto, but it's like everywhere, and Retribution on Amazon Prime. I watched VHS 99 on Shudder and The Triangle from 2016 on Tubi. It's a found footage movie, not like all the other movies called The Triangle. Why did you get aggressive? Like, <laughs> Watch it specifically. I, I'm, I think I'm a little mad at me because I was trying to look up the synopsis for it, and I just typed in The Triangle movie. Uh -oh. That was a mistake. This does not appear if you Google The Triangle movie. You have to know the date or go deep in IMDb, oh boy. <laughs> which I feel bad about because it's actually really good. Uh, I watch Chucky. Uh, it's airing weekly on every Wednesday on Sci-Fi. And uh, every week, a new episode of um, the Dragula, the Boulay Brothers Dragula Titans on Shudder. So I think it's every Friday, maybe. I don't know. But yeah, <laughs> weekly. Shudder. Watch it. Uh, I don't need homework, mostly because we are not upfront letting everyone know we will be taking a week off. Schedules are conflicting too much. We won't be around. So after this episode, we're going to take a week off and then we'll go come back to normal. But that's okay because I've been watching lots of stuff that I still haven't talked about and I have, I got plenty in the bank. Woohoo. Okay. <laughs> All right. Enough about what we've been watching this week. It's time for Megan to bring us up to speed on the news and trending topics in the world of horror. So what's going on, Megan? Uh, coming soon to Netflix is The Pale Blue Eye. It is directed by Scott Cooper, who recently did Antlers. It stars Christian Bale and uh, Harry Melling, who will play Edgar Allan Poe. It's going to come to select theaters December 23. And then it will stream on Netflix on January 6th. Uh, Christian Bale portrays retired detective Augustus Landor ta tasked with investigating a series of murders. Uh, you can see the official trailer. It's very like period atmospheric. Um, it's available online now. Um, what's interesting about this project for horror fans is it's 
it's like a fictional story, but it has Edgar Allan Poe as a central character in the story. Hmm. Uh, it's written and directed by Cooper. It's based on Louis Bayard's 2006 novel of the same name. It's a gothic thriller that he's been looking to make for more than a decade. It centers on a young cadet in the world. Uh, a young cadet the world would come to know as Edgar Allan Poe and a series of murders that took place at the United States Military Academy, West Point, in 1830. So, yeah, it's very foggy. This this trailer has foggy vibes, um, which is very fitting for Poe. Um, and then news that is very exciting for me as a fan of Adam Caesar's books. Um, Clown in a Cornfield is getting a film adaptation from Yay. the Tucker and Dale versus Evil director, Eli Craig. He's going to direct. Uh, it is um, Clown in a Cornfield. Is, it's a young adult slasher a uh, novel that's uh was published in 2020 it's quinn maybrook and her father have moved to tiny boring kettle springs to find a fresh start but what they don't know is that the uh, ever since the bay pen corn syrup factory shut down kettle springs has cracked in half on one side are the adults who are desperate to make kettle springs great again and on the other are kids who want to have fun make prank videos and get out as quick as they can uh they're caught in a battle between old and new and uh Looks like it's going to destroy the town until Frendo, the bay pen mascot, a creepy clown in a pork pie hat, goes homicidal and decides that the only way for Kettle Springs to, I guess, reinvigorate itself is to cull the rotten crop of kids. It has gotten a sequel novel that was published earlier this year that I actually think improves upon this one. I mean, this one's a really fun mm. slasher. I think that the sequel is even more impressive. And this news that... Tucker and Dale versus Evil is uh, the director is helping this adaptation. They slid in that Clown in a Cornfield will get a third novel. So it's like a whole full-blown slasher series that's ripe for, I guess, a full-blown adaptation series. So, yeah, we'll nice. see how that goes. I, I like that he's getting another horror movie. Go back to horror. Everybody, <laughs> come back to horror. Um, I also really yeah. love this announcement. Um, George A. Romero's Night of the Living Dead property looks to be coming back to life with a brand new movie. Uh, it's very under wraps as to what. Um, but Village Roadshow Pictures has partnered with Chris Romero and the late George A. Romero's Sanibel Films, Origin Story, Vertigo, and Westbrook Studios, a whole bunch of studios, uh, on All Hope will create a new franchise from Night of the Living Dead. Here's the part that I love. Uh, Nikiatu Jusu, she helmed uh, the widely acclaimed Sundance breakout hit Nanny, um, which will release, I think, December, right? Or no, November. 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 Mm -hmm. uh, it's Nanny. Nanny is really good. Um, she's attached to direct this. I think that's extremely expired. Yes. So they're keeping the logline under wraps, but obviously Hungry Corpses are probably on the docket. Um, the original version of Night of the Living Dead is still so resonant to this day, Jusu said in a statement. Every era has the zombie that it needs, and right now has the zombie that it needs, and right now zombies reflect the ways humans treat each other and show us who is truly the monster. Christine Romero added, I am so excited by this visionary team of storytellers that have come together to expand the premise of the original film. Revi revisiting the world that George and his collaborators created is going to be a treat for fans. George would have been so happy to see this happen. Uh, Latoya Morgan, behind The Walking Dead, wrote the script for this new project. Don't know what it is, but you had me at Jusu's attachment. Same. So, okay, with them saying sequel, is it Dawn of the Dead or? I mean, I know they didn't say anything, but. They, yeah, they didn't say anything. I mean, if I were to guess, it's probably like 
an offshoot. It's like a new kind of sequel that's How entirely cool. new. But I, you know, don't hold me to that because right. they're they're being secret on purpose. No, but... I'm gonna I'm holding you to it, Megan. <laughs> you promised me Day of the Dead. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listeners, your turn. Should there be o- more old dead writers in horror movies? Shakespeare, Milton, Bukowski. Do you need Tucker and Dale to make a cameo and clown in a cornfield as much as I do? <laughs> you can call or text us at 224-475-1040. The number is also in the show notes or email us at bedisgustingpodcast at gmail.com. Finally, Zena's going to make all our lives easier in the sea of horror movie options and clue us in on what's appearing soon that we should be watching. So, Zena, what should we be watching? First up, Bloody Disgusting TV is always available Oop. for you, as well as Screenbox. Um, so on the 4th, November 4th, Next Exit will be available in limited theaters and available on VOD. When a research scientist makes national news for proving she can track people into the afterlife, Afterlife, Rose sees a way out and Teddy sees the chance, sees his chance to finally make it happen. These two strangers, both harboring dark secrets, race to join the doctor's continuous study and leave this life behind. What's going to happen? I don't know. You have to watch it to know. Then we have a sequel coming our way. Satan Slaves 2 Communion will be available on Shudder. So this sequel revolves around a family living in a rundown apartment after escaping terror from their mother who returned from death, not knowing that their new home is a bigger threat to their lives. Doom, doom, doom. Doom, doom, doom. (laughs) (laughs) Then we also have Soft and Quiet. This one will be available on VOD. This one plays out in real time. It follows a single afternoon in the life of an elementary school teacher as she organizes a mixer mixer of like-minded women. When the group heads home, the teacher encounters a woman from her past, leading to an explosive chain of events. Then we have Something in the Dirt. This won't be available on VOD. And this is written and directed by Justin Benson and Aaron Moorhead. So if you are fans of theirs. Sorry, I'm (laughs) super excited. Oh, okay. I didn't know. (laughs) But I don't think I'm going to be able to watch it for like a week after it comes out. But I'm really looking forward to this. I heard it's really good. Yeah, so when neighbors John and Levi witness supernatural events in their Los Angeles apartment building, they realize documenting the paranormal could inject some fame and fortune into their wasted lives. That sounds harsh, but it's like... (laughs) (laughs) An ever deeper dark rabbit hole, their friendship frays as they uncover dangers of the phenomena, the city, and each other. Then on the 7th, on Monday, so these uh, three movies I'm going to mention, they are not new, but they are a ride. They are insanity. So Evil Dead Trap, the first one, and Evil Dead Trap 2. Um, you know, one involves a snuff film. The other one involves a killer on the loose and mutilated bodies bodies popping up. So if you're, <laughs> you know, interested, the drama that is in those movies. And then the next one is... Um, Blood Muscle Bodybuilder and Hell. It's <laughs> the so best I'm, title I'm, I've heard since Dude Bro Party Massacre 3. Yeah. And, you know, I I, I'm, I feel so horrible. There was a, a listener who actually recommended me to check this movie out when it was on Tubi. I don't know if it's still on there. He recommended me to check it out on um, like a couple of months ago on Twitter. This movie is insane. But without even mm. giving you the synopsis, I think that you should check it out. Yeah, and also, the it's enough. Exactly. It's more than enough. But it's also known as the Japanese Evil Dead. So if that doesn't destroy you. 
Then we have on uh, just this will be the last day. We have Tuesday the 8th, all jacked up and full of worms. Um, it will be hitting uh, screen box. A motel worker discovers snorting earthworms gives him a euphoric hallucinatory, hallucinatory trip. Um, how he finds that out, I don't know, but that's the joy. <laughs> You'll have to watch to find out. Then we have um, Devil's Workshop. This won't be available on DVD. A struggling actor spends a weekend with a female demonologist to prepare for an audition. And then last, we have Among the Living. Uh, this won't be available on DVD as well. Stranded in the aftermath of a deadly outbreak, a brother fights to protect to protect his sister while he desperately searches to find refuge and avoid an infected population with a thirst for blood. And also, guys, a bonus, Barbarian is available on HBO Max. Live your best life. Thank you. And that's the Bloody Disgusting Podcast for this week, everyone. If you'd like to read more from Megan, you can check out her reviews at bloodydisgusting.com and on Twitter at HauntedMeg. Xena can be found on her own website, realqueenofhorror.com, and the YouTube channel of the same name, or at Lovely Xena on Twitter. And you can hear me on my weekly horror narration podcast, Creepy. That's back to weekly. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Bi-weekly. Whatever. Don't forget to subscribe on your favorite podcast app, and feel free to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BeDisgustingPod, or drop us an email at BeDisgustingPodcast at gmail.com. So for this week, I'm John. I'm Megan. I'm Xena. Grab some popcorn, cozy up on the couch, watch something you love, just make sure it's something bloody. <laughs>